Hey, 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 closet busters and bold move makers. It is time once again for Life Uncloset. So I want you to gather around because it is time once again to kick down those closet doors of your life. We're here to escape our BS, explore our fears, and elevate our self-expression. I'm your host, Rick Clemens. I'm the bold move expert and that coming out guy who's going to take you to the party, the pulpit, the wake, and back to the party of living your life uncloset. So come on along with me and grab hold of yourself and get ready to step out, step up, and step into facing your fears, making your bold moves, and living life without apologies. Now let's get to the show. So there you sit, trying to do that thing. You keep saying, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And the other voice is saying, no, you don't. Who do you think you are? Why are you doing that? Nobody's going to like that. Who do you really want to be? You want to be yourself. But every time we try to step forward and be ourselves or go do that thing we most want to do, and I know you're hearing me because you're probably sitting there going, "Uh uh-huh, I can relate. I totally relate to this. That other voice steps in and sabotages everything you're trying to do. Hey, I'm Rick Clemens. I'm the host of Life Uncloseted. And today we are going to go do battle with our little saboteurs. We're going to pull out our swords and we're going to slay them because whether you're coming out of the closet or you're wanting to go jump into a whole brand new career, or maybe you're actually wanting to ask that guy or gal out, your saboteur is going to show up and they are going to play full out until you figure out how to have the conversations with it and tell it to take a back seat. And joining me today is a fellow coach, a guy that I've really enjoyed getting to know. He was on the 40 plus real men, gay men talk podcast not too long ago and he twisted my arm and he said you're gonna have me on again i'm like okay fine bitch if you insist i will bring you on the show so um his name is yannick picard and i love what he does i love his approach to coaching and i just felt like this would be something that would be really good for us to take a little bit deeper for anyone regardless of what their closet is so um you're back i actually let the door open up and let you in again man so Glad to have you here. Hey, Rick. It's it's great to be here. And yeah, I mean, like you leave that door like an inch ajar, and I will I'll find a way to uh, uh, to pop in and uh, and say hi and see what's going up. Exactly. Going Spoken like a true gay man. If that door's open, I'm coming through. So there we go. But um, so yeah. So let's let's dive in about this man because when you you threw this to me, and I even did a little assessment thing that you threw at me, and I loved it. And I a lot of what I saw in it, I'm like, yeah, I know that. I know that. I I, I see that in myself. But we'll get to that in a minute. But gosh, these things that we let just take over and keep us from doing stuff, it's crazy. It's completely insane how we allow it to just get into our world. It absolutely is, um, Rick. And um, to be honest with you, I only came. No, across- I don't want. To, I don't want you to be honest. I want you to tell lies the whole time you're on the show today. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I that, that saboteur isn't really one of my strong ones. So, uh, e, um, just kidding. Um, so yeah, so this is something that I mean, like. I was a little bit aware, like we hear that often, like, oh, you're inner critic and, and that's about it. But I came across um, a website and uh, earlier this year, actually late last year, that basically had an assessment and they basically talked about the 10 saboteurs and I'll name them because in some cases, just hearing the name, people will click and they'll say, oh yeah, you know what? That's familiar to me. That's familiar to me. 
So in alphabetical order, you have the avoider, you have the controller, the hyperachiever, the hyperrational, the hypervigilant, the judge, the pleaser, the restless, the stickler, and the victim. So, and today what is, I'm looking to do is actually focus on the master saboteur. And the master saboteur, the one that basically pulls the strings and enlists the other saboteurs is your judge. And oftentimes we refer to him or her as the inner critic, the gremlin mind, et cetera, et cetera. It has so many so, fun names, doesn't it? It's like, it's like, okay, call it what you will, but it's that thing that just literally like holds you back. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it basically, I mean, like the, 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 the best way to describe your judge is it, find, it finds faults with yourself, with others, and with circumstances, and will activate accomplice saboteurs if mm -hmm. he or she believes that um, it doesn't have enough power over you to prevent you or to stop you from acting a certain way. Mm -hmm. So, so some of the characteristics um, for with yourself, it basically will badger you for past mistakes and current mm -hmm. shortcomings. For others, we'll focus on what's wrong with the other people rather than appreciate like the differences. And with respect to circumstances, it'll insist basically that a certain outcome is bad rather than seeing it as, okay, well, what, what can I learn from what just happened? And then sort of like turn the situation around. And so often um, what comes in your mind is, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I mean, like how many times have I like, have, I mean, not spoken, but has that line gone through my head? And, and sometimes it's like, it's, it's, it'll show up when you're trying to, to push out of your comfort zone. It'll say like, what's wrong with you? Like, what do you think is going to happen to just to try to keep you in that safe zone? Right. Because survival, the other thing that it'll do is it'll say, well, like what's wrong with them? What's wrong with this circumstance? And so all the feelings of guilt, regret, shame, and disappointment, they all come from the judge all come from the judge. And I know that as a gay man, like this is, I mean, like it was, it was mind blowing to actually see this sort of like black on white. I, I knew of this, but I don't think that I had, I had seen it put together so neatly so that I got to understand what the judge was, how he showed up and, and what was, what, what it was all about. So yeah, it's, it's just, it was just sort of like mind blowing in terms of, of actually seeing, like seeing it out on a piece of paper and saying, oh my God, I get it. And so some of the justifications that the judge will, will sort of like whisper in your ear is, well, without me punishing you, you'll get lazy and complacent. Mm -hmm. um, you'll make like, without me punishing you for your mistakes, you'll not learn from them and you'll end up repeating them over and over again. If I'm not, if I don't scare you about this future potential outcome, you won't work hard enough to prevent it from happening. And if I don't judge others, you'll lose your objectivity yep. and not protect your self-interest. So like when you start to see like, like the, the, the web that the judge basically like spews and just creates, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. 
And so imagine now that this is just the information about the judge. We, I gave you a list of nine other saboteurs. So imagine now if um, one of the things that I, I am is, um, is an avoider. So because I, I don't like to face um, situations that are, are uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. I will sort of like play ostrich, if you will, yep. and, and try to avoid that difficult conversation because I don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. Um, it feels sort of like yucky for me. And yucky is just unfamiliar. It's just another way of, of saying, hey, you know what? You're feeling that way. It's not a bad thing. It's just that it's so unfamiliar to you that you're feeling these bodily sensations. It's interesting that you start to see these things show up in different ways because most people say, okay, here's the, here's this, you know, here's this word we're using to identify your saboteur or where you're at. But then suddenly when you realize how much that also starts to impact how you show up in your body or what you're feeling and all this sort of stuff. So many times we take the surface and go, Oh no, 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 that's not. But yet our body is going, wait, this, no, stop. Listen to me. This isn't making me feel good. This isn't, and before you know it, you're fighting for all the wrong reasons instead of like taking it in and listening to it. So I know hands down and I work on it on a daily basis, but I know I'm a pleaser and I know that how sometimes that truly gets in the way. But the interesting thing is when I allow that pleaser to completely take over, I become a total asshole because I'm not taking care of me. And then I'm doing for everybody else. And not that I, I don't mind doing for other people, but suddenly when I get lost, I don't want to take the blame. I want to put it on everybody else. And the irony to the whole thing is it starts to affect me physically and I don't want to do anything. And I don't go out and exercise because I'm so like, why can't anybody see all these great things I'm doing for them? Da, 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 da. And I've learned to really recognize this. Yannick. It's one of the things I, consciously watching myself so that I can like stop. (laughs) This isn't doing you any good, Rick. This is something you got to wake up. And one of the key signals for me is when I'm getting into that space, I don't sleep. I literally do not sleep. And so when I start feeling that showing up for me, I lean into it like, okay, so what's going on in your world that you're giving too much and you're not taking care of yourself. I wanted to share that because I think as you continue to share and go through these different spaces that you're going to walk, continue to walk us through, I want everybody to really listen. Not because you're here to listen to the podcast anyway, but to really listen and start going, okay, how does that show up in my life? How does that manifest in how I'm showing up in the world? Because our bodies are one of the key tools to really starting to recognize when things are going south. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Rick, um, let's just keep the example of the judge going and let's yeah. just play out a scenario that I think is, is a scenario that a lot of people, I mean, like millions of people have gone through mm-hmm. and there's millions of people that are, are, are on the fence yep. and there's a million, millions of people that like, like they can't even fathom that. Right. So let's take the example of coming out of the closet, for example. And I mean, mm-hmm. the same 
the, I actually, you know what, the same could be, could be said of, of, of anything. Like when you're trying to basically sort of like, like go outside that comfort zone, what you're accustomed to do and having the fear of judgment of others and, and the, the like judgment of parents, um, because perhaps like your, your family is, is very, very religious or, um, or, um, or whatnot. So if I take the example of somebody who is, who's closeted right now and, and, like that person knows that they're gay, but yep. that, that judge basically will come back and he'll say, we'll start asking. It's like, well, what's wrong with, what's wrong with me? Like, like, why am I this way? Like, and start basically sort of like the judging process. And, and then it's like, well, what will others think of me? What will my, my parents think of me? What will my siblings think of me? And some of them might be married. Oh my God. Like, what will my kids think of me? What will my, my, my wife think of me? Yep. What will my community think of me? Because they may not have any gay friends. Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting thing when the judge shows up because it starts going deeper and deeper. Everything is a judgment, every bit of it. You know, I, even, even in what I just said too, it's like when I find myself being the pleaser, there's a judge that shows up prior to that. Well, what if I don't do this? What if I don't do this for these other people? And how will people feel if Rick doesn't show up like being the guy he's nor used to everybody seeing him show up as? That judge is sitting there like running the show. Yeah, he is. He is the master puppeteer, mm -hmm. and and basically enlists other saboteurs. If if he thinks that he can't do the job on his own, he will enlist other saboteurs. And just imagine. Um, and I'll, I'll take the, the example of wrestling. Remember like, like, like it was like duos wrestling. It was like two, two guys against two guys. And then, but only one at the ring at the same time. But then every so often the, the referee would be looking the other way. And then like two of them would be on, on one of them. Well, imagine that that's basically what's happening is that the referee, which is like your sage inner self has its back on what's going on. And all of a sudden <laughs> your judge basically calls on one of the accomplice saboteurs to help tackle you down. And that's what, that's what he does because fundamentally what they're trying to do is, is th these, these saboteurs were basically put in place as a means to protect you. So, and it's not like they've been around only for like for six months or a year, they were put in place at, at a certain point during childhood. And, and don't think that, Oh my God, I had such an amazing childhood that I don't have any of these saboteurs. Some of these saboteurs basically don't have, don't play favorites. Like there's, there's, it's a double-edged sword. If you had a great childhood, this is how the saboteur shows up. And if you had a, like a bad childhood or, or awful child or whatever it is that, that you want to refer it to, this saboteur will show up in, in a different way. So like no matter good, great, amazing, so-so uh, or, or like, or, or awful, the saboteur will show up um, in, in your life. And so what happens is that imagine that the saboteur came up as a survival mechanism for you, um, and, um, shows up and over time, let's say it shows up at seven and that I'll take my age. I'm, I'm 46. So that would be like almost 40 years. Right. Yep. So you're completely unconscious to it. And at first the saboteur is there is, is to keep you alive. It's coping, keeping you alive. But over the years, what happens is that those are mechanisms that are put in place to protect the child. 
But as you get it grown to adulthood, so at that point, it's been like, oh, maybe like 10, 12, 15 years. So that the saboteur has been sort of like being called and, and running um, part of, of this, this, this racket, um, if, I can, if I can use that. And so you get to a point where like, oh my God, like you're 22, 23, you're out of university, like your first, your first major job, um, you start dating. And these mechanisms show up in your day-to-day life. But they, they, they no longer have the positive, positive, and I use that air quotes, positive intention that they had as a child. They actually now create more problems than, than they're worth. But oftentimes we're, we're completely unconscious to all of this. And so, and it's running the show. And I mean, you're your subconscious is, 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 is usually running the show. So, so you've got like two, three, five of these saboteurs that, that get called up from time to time by the judge. And, and they literally basically like, like come in and from time to time, and you're faced with a situation, you get triggered. And so, and then the saboteur will show up and sort of like, like do its thing. And in a lot of the times it'll just basically not create the outcome that you wanted. However, it goes back to the childhood memories. As a child, it got me what I wanted. But I mean, like a seven-year-old throwing a tantrum is different than a 25-year-old throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Like a seven-year-old, I mean, you could probably understand, okay, like still growing, might not fully understand, but a 25-year-old throwing that same tantrum is like, okay, so like, what's going on here? And it's so interesting that in, and, you know, let's kind of just bring it into at least our world of coming out. Cause I know when I was coming out, <clears throat> there was the tantrums. I just want to be who I want to be. And nobody's listening to me and nobody believes me. And then there was the flip side of, okay, but if I do this, nobody's going to like me. Nobody's going to love me. So then the pleaser was showing up. And then there was the, but I just want to be who I want to be because this is who I am. So there's all these interesting layers of how all this begins to show up and how we show up in our world with our lovely little friendly saboteurs in in all their beautiful ways. And when I've worked with other people around this sort of stuff in in my coaching practice, it's really about helping them understand that in so many interesting ways, all of these are trying to protect us. They're trying to help us. But the interesting piece of it is a lot of times they're keeping us from doing the thing we most need to be doing. And yes, there's a little bit of protection that comes up, but there's also that piece of why aren't you letting that saboteur help you, so to speak, rather than hinder you. And I think that's the flip side that some of us miss out. You know, there's a beautiful side to me being a predominant pleaser. There's also a negative side to be being a predominant pleaser. There's a beautiful side to you being a hyper achiever. There's a negative side to that. There's the victim. Each one of these has its space and its place. Yet sometimes we get stuck on, oh, but what's wrong with me being a pleaser? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong with you being a pleaser. What's the challenge is how deeply you lean into that, how deeply you allow that judge to show up and constantly keep you back from doing the things you most want to do. That's where I think a lot of people get stuck and they don't realize you could move forward if you didn't allow this particular thing 
to keep getting in your way and keeping you from who you truly want to be and how you want to show up in the world. So what's one of the things that you feel like that let's keep kind of moving this forward. Like, okay, so we know the judge, we see these sort of things. So how do we step beyond this? How do we start to really leverage this into the let's, for now, we're going to use the coming out of the closet as an LGBTQ person. But for those of you listening, you're like, I'm not gay. I'm not lesbian. That's okay. Fine. What's your coming out thing that you need to come out about? Is it pursuing that job? Is it finding that person you really want to fall in love with? Is it saying, I'm going to go do something that makes me feel alive? Whatever your quote coming out story is, how do we start to move past these saboteurs, Yannick? Yeah. So the main, the, the number one thing is actually bringing awareness around the behavior when it shows up. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you said it beautifully. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not because I have avoiding tendencies that there's something wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with somebody who has, who is a pleaser. It's just notice when, when the behavior is there and then lean in mm-hmm. and see wh- what, what is it that I'm actually trying to, in my case, avoid. Well, somebody who basically is trying to come out, having that conversation, not having that conversation with his wife, for example, like would be, I don't want to break her feelings. I want to break her heart. I don't want, I don't want to hurt her. So, so once you start noticing the saboteurs at play, one of the things that I highly recommend is the, the sage has, um, has a couple of powers. And one of them is basically the power of empathy. So now the power of empathy is basically, I mean, like you are who you are today and that's amazing. That's beautiful. Um, now the, the person that you are today is the culmination of all your experiences and the culmination of, of all your saboteurs through time. And don't, don't forget the saboteurs were all put in place to protect your inner self from threat and life's challenges. And so what's, I would highly, um, highly recommend doing, and this is something that I do myself, is that I found a picture of, of myself when I was, I think, nine years old. And you could really see like my essence. It, it's almost like, like this is the version of me before shit happened. Mm-hmm. And so, so I basically take this photo and, and like, you know what? Like I, I just look at the photo and and, and just remember who I was at that time, like carefree, um, amazing spirit, like loving to have fun and, and all these things. And so, yeah. And then just remember that, okay, so what, who was I at the time? What was my essence at the time? And then just sort of like, like take a minute or two and just focus on, on who I was at the time the photo was taken and have empathy for, for the person that basically the reflection that's in the mirror right now. And so, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, it is one of the, I find like most profound ways to diminish and to weaken your saboteurs is to have a, 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 a mountain of empathy for who you are today and what got you to who you are today. It's such an interesting exercise. And I've used this exercise in many, many different ways throughout my coaching. But one of the things 
I find most humbling and connecting and just getting back to the truest essence of ourselves is when we have that photo of ourselves as a young child and we really allow ourselves to go step back into that relationship with our younger self, there's so much that starts to like reveal itself in this is who I truly was. This is who I truly am. And I always use the analogy of until somebody tells a child, see that thing over there, that tall thing that's got like lots of things going all over the place and there's some little things hanging off of it and it's there in the ground. Until somebody tells them it's a tree, it's just something they see. And it's a good example of until we're told certain things or certain things, we're innocent and we can make our own judgments and decisions around those things. And suddenly, as we should, as we start to grow up, suddenly we start to get bombarded with, here's what we are and here's how you should be and da, da, da. And before you know it, those saboteurs become part of our everyday normal way of being in life. And yet some of those are the things that also are the things that destroy us the most. And being able to have the relationship by take a look at yourself as that younger child and go, little Ricky, is that really who you want to be right now? Is that how you want to show up as your adult self? Where's the innocence? Where's the wonder? Where's the loving and caring for yourself? And for many of us in our community and in the world, God bless all of our parents and grandparents and, you know, social circles and everything. At some point, those were the things that became prevalent and took over our ability to see ourselves. And I'm so glad, Yannick, that you brought this up because I think this is one of the true keys to starting to like clear, pull back the layers of what is it we see and how can we keep ourselves from letting those saboteurs take over and run everything in our life. So what's something you saw by doing that exercise with yourself? Not to put you on. <laughs> on the spot? Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like it's my show. I can put my guests on the spot if I want to. So, Absolutely. Um, I, I honestly, I completely, the photo that came about was at a swimming competition um, as a child. And, and it was just right after my parents' separation. Um, mm. But when before the, all the crap, if I can use that started happening. Um, But I was, I was happy. Like you could, I could see like in my eyes that, that twinkle, that like that joy, that, that happiness. I was doing something swimming at the time that I like just love doing. And it, it just basically put me back in contact with, with who I was at that moment and and realize that hey you know what i've actually had a really good freaking life and yeah it might not have always turned out exactly the way that i wanted but you know what looking back and and seeing all the trials and tribulations that i went through to get to where i am right now they, I wouldn't be who I am today had it not been for that. And had it not been for that, who's to say I, m- I might not have, have become a coach, been on this podcast. So um, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to look back, empathize, and then also empathize for 
all the times that I stumbled or I fell, but then I got back up again and then just kept going. And I think the getting back up and keep going is such an interesting way to kind of bring this somewhat full circle in that if we get back up from our saboteur and we keep going, that saboteur is going to come back, hopefully, and I believe this to be true because I've seen it in my own life, will come back a little less strong the next time. And I'll come back a little less strong the next time. And the more we like keep up, get going, stand back up, keep going, stand up, keep going, we're starting to show our inner saboteurs, whether you want to call them your inner critics or whatever they may be, or I love all of these labels in this particular assessment that help us really see it in beautiful ways. But it's going to diminish how much strength it has the next time it shows up. Now, part of that is also being very conscious in our own beautiful minds the next time it shows up. But I was having a similar conversation with somebody just a little bit ago before we were recording this around how valuable it is when we start to see what we're about to do and to be able to stand in our own power and recognize, okay, I'm about to step in to being a pleaser and I don't want to be a pleaser. And so what am I going to do about it? This go around, how am I going to show up differently? And suddenly when you can do that, you can stop and pause and hold that thought in your own head or in your own hands. I like to say, hold it in your own hands, how differently you will show up. And I know for a lot of people, they're going to say, that's really hard to do. I get it. I don't think Yannick or I, either one are going to say, oh, it's a piece of cake. You just make it happen. But what we are going to encourage is that if you start to practice this, you will see that it it will become easier and easier each time it shows up. So what's your final piece of advice here, my my friend, around all this? Because I know you've got, you've worked with this quite a bit. I'm curious, what, what would you leave everybody with as we get ready to wind this all up? So what I would be leaving with is notice it. Notice why it is that you're not doing what you think you, you should be doing in its place and, and be brave, just be brave and just take that step. So for me, avoiding difficult conversation, it's be brave and have the conversation because by being brave and having the conversation, I do exactly what you just finished explaining. I weaken the saboteur by doing, by using the empathize power of the sage with the photo, I, I basically increase the power of the sage. So these two things combined basically is, is how you over time get the tides to turn. Makes complete sense. Okay. So I let you back in, you shared your wisdom, you're done. You don't get to come back on anymore. I swear to God. No, I'm kidding. I'm so glad that you came on board. And I, I love this conversation because this is something that's universal. I think everybody, if they will allow themselves to embrace We all have the saboteurs. We all beat ourselves up. We let the inner critic take control. And then we wake up one day and we're like, okay, why can't I just be who I want to be or apologizing for what we've done, yada, yada, yada. And I think this is a beautiful way to embrace this and to really see it for ourselves and to own who we are and to allow ourselves to step into where we're going. So um, thanks again, man, for being here. But before we go, I would love to have you tell people how, if they would be interested in working with you or talking with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you, my friend? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, on social media, you can find me on LinkedIn. So just search for my name, Yannick Picard. I'm also on Instagram as the naked coach. So one word, the naked coach. So those are probably the two best ways, two quickest ways to, uh, to get a hold of me. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, very good, my friend. And I hope all of you take the moments, take the time to have some little conversations with your inner critics, your saboteurs, your judges, your pleasers, whatever you fall into that's your dominant and start to have little conversations to move you forward so that you step away from your excuses, your fears, and you start to live your life unapologetically. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back in just another week with another episode of Life Uncloseted. And until then, just keep going and being yourself in the world. Hey, 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 Life Uncloseted family. Another episode of Life Uncloseted has come to an end and it is time for all of us to sashay away and go face our fears, make those bold moves and stand up to living our life without apology. But before you do, I've got a favor to ask of you. Would you hop over to iTunes or Spotify or Podbean or wherever it is that you're listening to this and just give us a little bit of love if you like what we're doing here at Life Uncloseted. Here's what it does. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people get to know what we're all about. And you just might help change life. In fact, if you really want to change a life, we'd love it if you just ask a friend to take a listen and see what they think. So that's it. Love you all deeply. I'm Rick Clemens, the host of Life Uncloseted. And never stop stepping out, stepping up, and stepping into living your life uncloseted.